Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Thursday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks a beat out to start every third hour. I feel like he might be going a little liquid here. What do you got, Zay? This is Jizza, uh-huh. but it's on his second album, oh, okay. Beneath the Surface. This song is called Beneath the Surface. All right. Got the Jizza beat there. All right, so this is from the next album. We're going to talk a little Jizza with Liquid Swords. Going to talk some body count coming up here. In just a second, want to remind you, uh, we've got that final in. Iowa State knocks off Baylor. Four over a five, but still a little bit of an upset. Love love to get some upsets this time of year. It always does happen. Uh, also from UT Pro Timing Day, a couple things I see coming in we haven't talked about. Um, got one person with a 4-4-8 on Deshaun Jameson on the 40. Our man Jeff House said extremely unofficial. He did it by hand uh, on the 40 times. He had Deshaun Jameson at a 4-4-5. So, Deshaun, if you're out there, I'd go with Jeff's time. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley, 4-5-8. Anthony Cook, 4-5-8. And Tariq Milton, 4-5-3. We talked about some of those uh, broad jumps earlier. De- uh, DeMarvion Overshone, 10-6 on the broad jump. And then if I hadn't mentioned it earlier, the group from Indianapolis, basically all of them, decided not to run the 40. So Coburn, Ojimo, Johnson, Robinson, Overshone, all five won't run the 40. Did not run the 40 today, in case anybody was wondering about that. So uh, a lot of today is going to be about some of those other guys, Jaleel Billingsley, Tariq Milton, Deshaun Jameson, those kind of names maybe getting a little extra attention from NFL scouts. So we've hit that a lot today as well. Uh, obviously, football never dies around here. Spring football rolling on. Spring game only 37 days away for Texas. And we are only, what is that? Uh, let's see, four hours away, if I can do the math right, uh, from Texas and Oklahoma State. They're going to start this Kansas game at about 2.17-ish or so. So the Texas game might get pushed back a tad. but Yeah, fi- they had to deal with the nail. They did have to deal with a nail on the floor. I'm going to make sure that's that's pounded in a little bit. Uh, you don't, you got, can't mess with those finishing nails. Can't mess with those finishing nails. <laughs> oh, man. It wasn't that small. I, don't, I, Big 12. I think it was a little bigger than that, but that, that didn't look good. Uh, but they got it dealt with, I think. And uh, they'll still get that Kansas game started. Texas scheduled to go at 6 o'clock. Okay, let's get into the album swap discussion. This week, I am four stages deep into the five-week run on these Wu-Tang Clan solo albums. I'm going to be talking about Jizza's Liquid Swords album. For this week with Zay, last week it was my daughter's choice. Now he's got two more. They're both my choices. And I decided to go with the Ice-T Body Count Project and the Body Count album because it does have a little bit of a historic quality to it. Uh, so we're going to get into both of these records. Who's going first, Zay? I'll go first. Okay. Unfortunately, people, we cannot play... Anything of body count? <laughs> no. For obvious reasons? Not really, no. And also, they don't have body count instrumentals. So what you're hearing right now, instrumental from Ziploc on Ice-T's original Gangsta album. Okay. So that's the best we could do. Yeah, this is not what body count sounds like. nothing like what body count sounds like. Nope. It's all good, though. Yeah. No, we got to stay but, safe. Yeah. Got to stay safe. Got to right. keep a job. So what did you think, Zay? Nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. The fact that that album came out in 1992, knowing Ice-T, who he is now, especially as Finn, 
and SVU. Yeah. So going from body count cop killer mm-hmm. to Finn <laughs> cop detective. Yeah. SVU. Incredible. The range that Ice T has. Ernie C, the guitarist. Both those guys from Crenshaw went to Crenshaw High School. They became cool. And Dude, Ernie C can shred. Ernie C Woo! could really go. And Ice T said that going to Crenshaw High, Ernie T, Ernie C was the only brother that knew about rock and roll and metal and knew how to play a guitar. And he self taught himself, Chad. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And Ernie C is a big fan of Jimi Hendrix and guys like that. So. You know, they formed the group. They realized that what they were talking about, a lot of labels were scared. But No. <laughs> really? But with Ice-T success, somebody took a chance on them, and that's how you got body count. Songs like KKK Chick. Mm-hmm. Let's say KKK Chick. We well know done. it's KKK B. Yeah, well done. Bow to the Devil. There Goes the Neighborhood. Voodoo. And then Cop Killer, which isn't on the album anymore due to how controversial it is. I really enjoyed the album. Now, the worst part of the album for me is, ironically, Ice-T. Really? I thought Ice wasn't the best. I thought if that was somebody else and it wasn't Ice-T's name, it wouldn't be a good album. But the fact that we know it's Ice-T, you know, he doesn't really have a rock voice. He's kind of just talking the whole time. Like, KKK chick, you know, it kind of flows, but then there's moments where it doesn't at all. You feel me? He was trying to figure out how to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was stuck somewhere between, and and that's kind of where the album is sometimes, too. But I agree with you. It wasn't, it's not the, it's not the greatest frontman performance you've ever heard. And I'm certain, I've never listened to an Ice T record other than this one all the way through, but I'm certain it's not his best work as a lead, a frontman. He, he did feel like he was trying to, sort of figure it out i think the timing for it was big because it was came out a little bit after the ronnie king absolutely incident happened yep and what they're talking about on the album they're talking about a ton of political and social issues and racial issues that you would hear on the ice t rap album but he's bringing it to rock so now a whole different genre of music is experiencing that life Mm -hmm. of what went down for black youths and people of color in the inner city of Los Angeles that dealt with things that NWA was talking about but didn't listen to NWA because they weren't trying to hear no rap. Mm -hmm. So I I thought that they changed the game and just different aspects. And, yeah, it's I could see why... It's a cult type of album. Yeah, it is It is that. There's an importance to the album, and you just kind of laid it out there very well. You know, with NWA doing what they did before Rodney King, almost as a – theirs was almost a warning of what might show up. And I, this, this album talked about, okay – now see what happened. Yeah. Do you see what happened? Y'all believe us now? Do you exactly? Do you see what is going on? So I thought it was, you know, there, there's some important records there for showing you a picture of what may be going on in his world. You know, because Ice T doesn't just get up one day and casually write a song like some of these. I mean, these are really intense, crazy, angry songs 
Uh, and I didn't realize it had been taken off the record either. Cop Killer is not on this record anymore. There's another track at the very end. You can't find it on Amazon Music. You can't find it on Spotify. If you go to YouTube, you can find it. That's how I found it the other night as I was listening. Because I wanted to listen through to it the way it was put out. Right. But I never realized that. Ice-T and the band chose to take it off. Nobody did it for them. They did this. They decided the controversy had been bigger than the band, and they wanted to kind of let it be its own thing. There's a live version, apparently, that's out there from the 2000s. But um, for those music fans that didn't know that, they took the song off of the album. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen artists doing that in a lot of realms um, of pop and some other stuff, going back and taking out insensitive lyrics, changing lyrics. Beyonce, Lizzo, and believe it or not, Taylor Swift come to mind for me that have literally gone back and changed lyrics. Yo, they had your Aggie alum, George H.W., the president, call it sick. Oh, yeah. That's how much attention it got. Oh, dude, they were. Oh, man, this album got hated on. Oh, it got hated on in a a big way. But then when you listen to the album and just the different cuts and stuff that he has on there and he's talking about the statistics, hey, there's more black men in prison than there are in college in 92 yeah. saying stuff like that like that's that's yeah, it's very heavy I, I, it's heavy for yep. sure i i enjoyed it it I is really and, and i think there is a discussion there for you know there is a discussion of where the where is that line between artistic expression and hate speech and where does where does it fall? And where would an album like this fall? Uh, but I do think there's a message there. Again, there's a message about what was going on in 1992. I don't think it's done in just a haphazard, sloppy way. Uh, but you bring up the you know that, the greatest irony of all that he then goes on to have a career where he's playing a cop in a in a TV show for years. He's Finn, the it's crazy. legend. It is crazy. Uh, but for the rock and metal world. They, you know, they, there's a lot of credit to this album for bringing those two things together because that band was getting after it. Ernie C is amazing on guitar. The drummer gets a little sloppy at times, but can play so fast. This is like two years after Pantera, and this really gets into a very intense type of metal uh, that was there. So, body count in '92, and my favorite quote that I read from this. And again, if you want to get into the art discussion here of of the freedom of speech and art and all that uh, Ice-T was asked about it and he said he goes look I've never killed a cop he said I'm not telling you I've never thought about it but I've never done it I am not a cop killer if you think I am a cop killer because you listen to this album then you also think David Bowie is an astronaut Mm. and I thought that was about as brilliant as you could phrase it like yeah okay there you go all right. Yeah, he preaching on that fair, one. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Like Mama's gonna die tonight. Oh. Like that's hilarious. That is an am- that that song still get still blows me away today. Like, yeah. Whoa. Evil Grady Dick. Uh-huh. Great song there. <laughs> yes. I mean. Yeah. Ice that- pushes the limit. And if you've never heard Ice T try to sing, there is a song called "The Winner Loses" trash. on this album. That's trash. He tries to that sing. Trash. It doesn't go well. All right. So what's your overall grade? Ernie C. said, white kids were scared of the devil. We were scared of the streets. 7.5. Okay. All right. 7.5. Again, Ice wasn't the best. He was good enough. Yeah. And I think just because he's Ice-T, this gets a lot more credit than maybe if it was just some Joe Schmo new, being a new band, being thrown out there, talking about the stuff that they did. But I thought, the, as far as the band goes, the band was a nine. Ice T was a five. 
Put all, put that all together, put together, I get 7.5. No, I don't. I, I think you're. And I, what they talk about, 7.5. Yeah, I don't mind your math at all there. I kind of think that's that's probably about right. Just because it's controversial doesn't mean it's a great album. And listening through it again, I would not call this a great album. So I might give it a, a, a similar grade, actually, to you there. In fact, like I've always thought, I've never listened to as. What's the two live crew record? As nasty as they want to be? Is that what it was called? The one that got them in all the trouble? In Miami, they had a lot. I think it was called "As Nasty as They Wanted." I've never listened to that record all the way through, but in my mind, it might not be fantastic. When I get to the end of it, it might be like okay, yeah, especially in twenty twenty three. Yeah, like oh. they, how they used to talk about women and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll. Uh, I, I think I'll probably agree with you there. All right. So, what, what did you give it? You give it a seven point five two? Yeah, I'd go around there. Okay. Yeah, like a, maybe a high C. It might get, I mean, I might be able to argue it towards a B, but no, you're about right. I think you're right in there. There's some There's some good tracks there, but overall, I don't know if that's a great album, uh, but it's an interesting album. It is certainly an interesting album. I'm glad I re-listened. I don't know when I'll listen again, but it is there. All right, now on to the Wu-Tang Clan and the solo albums. This is the one where Zay told me to get my thesaurus ready. Get my dictionary ready, and uh, this is a really interesting project for me because the fact that it's called Liquid Swords puts one thing in your mind. The cover is incredible. It just hit me today as I was reading through and looking at it again that the cover takes place on a chessboard. I didn't realize that. I had to relook yeah, at it. Jesus. Really big in the chess. There's a chess board. Yeah, so there's, a, Reza. there's a chess reference here. Uh, and then this album goes into a really high level, you know, mental place in terms of the writing, the presentation, the way Rizza lays it out. Um, the first song that grabbed me is Gold. Oh, he kills that. On this album. So I had to write this down because there's no way I could I could do it any kind of justice. But the No Neighborhood is Rough Enough. There's no clip that's full enough. I can't fold. I need gold. I re-up and reload. That whole way that rolls is so good. It's so good. And it's the first thing that caught me on the album. Uh, and the I can see how this would be a record that you listen to over and over. And I would say this about all the Wu-Tang stuff I've listened to. You can listen over and over. You're going to hear something different. Every time, just really high level, well thought out. And when you go from the song Liquid Swords to Duel of the Iron Mike, that's a great song. Living in the World Today is good. Gold is great. Cold World is good. Labels, then Fourth Chamber, then Shadow Boxing. That's the first eight tracks. That's a hell of a run. It is a hell of a run. Investigative Reports is a good song. That bonus track of Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Yeah, the Bible. Um, and then this that, is—that's just Kill a Priest, by the way. And that's Kill, yeah. And th- is this the—is this the first time I would have been introduced to Kill a Priest, or has he been on other? Uh, he's on the first album, Thirty Six Chambers. I don't know which song. Think, but he's not on the individual albums. Uh, he's on somebody's. Dude, they are. I tr- can't think right trying now. Trying to keep up with—I'm tr- trying to keep up with this—is like trying to keep up with how many people are on stage at like an Earth, Wind, and Fire show. <laughs> right. They got so many people, but there's, there's so much talent to it as well. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Swordsman, I Got Your Back uh, is the way that the album ends, but it was so smooth and just uh, get the like it's perfectly named. Rizza talked. I, I saw a little interview where he talks about he called it Liquid Swords for a reason. He wanted it to flow like liquid metal. That was the way he looked at it. 
and the way this album starts with that little there's a there's clips from some famous some offbeat samurai movie that they all right, love. Right, right. That little clip at the beginning of that kid talking about his father. Isn't that eerie? It's magnetic. It is incredible. What a great way to start an album. I I can I'll never forget where I was. Where I was standing when I heard it, like it grabs a hold of you and it gets you in. Um, so Zay, I don't know if you're gonna endorse what I'm about to do. I was gonna go with the exact same grade as Cuban Links. I feel that. I may notch it up a little bit. I I'm I, with it. I may go like 9.2 here, where I went 9.0 flat on Cuban Links. I'm gonna go 9.2 because it's a little smoother. It's a little more, I mean, it's more intellectual. There's yes. a higher level to it. I feel like Riz is going up another level, so I'm going to give him a little higher grade. I'm going to say 9.2. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's a I, good record. I love this album. It's a close second with Cuban Links for me just because I love Raekwon and Ghost's chemistry. But, yes. man, what Jizza did on this album, the things that he says, the wordplay, he has one rhyme on Liquid Source where he says, because brother styles are old like Mark V sneakers, lyrics are weak like clock radio speakers. That's a good one. It's like, yep. dude, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I heard the clock radio speakers. That was well done. Yeah, and he says, like, this isn't even his best work lyrically. He said this is his best album, and he knows that just because he knows mm-hmm. RZA was on point. everything put it together. And yeah. RZA will tell you, Cuban Links and Liquid Swords are the only two albums where Everybody just left him the hell alone. They got out of his way. He didn't have an engineer. He didn't have another producer. He had nobody behind his ear saying, you should do this, you should do that. He was able to just go in his basement and work. That's right. The basement uh, studio. His girl left him. I'm watching season three of the Wu-Tang biopic. His girl left him during this era so he could really focus because she saw, yo, Mm -hmm. I, I see what you're trying to do. I can't be with you. You have no time for me. You might say you do, but you don't. And... Yeah, their chemistry, Jizza is amazing. I'm good with 9.2. Man, it is. I'm good a, with that. There's a, there, yeah, and there's just there's also songs on there that that I'll get better the more I listen to them. Again, Gold Grab Me First, and then Cold World is really good. But like the song is hard to remember the title of. But track nine is called Hell's Wind Staff slash Killer Hills 10304. That's yeah. hard. That's hard to remember. That's a good song though. Yeah, it's a really good song. So Jizza, he's not from. Staten Island like the rest of them, even though he was there all the time because him and Rizzo are cousins and they're all oh dirty bastard, they're all three cousins. Okay. So he was all they were always in Staten Island. He's from Brooklyn and I you could tell it's different than the rest of the guys. And I, that might just be the wordplay, the vocabulary, like you said, just the intellect. But because this so is so the- much different yeah. than the rest of the crew. He put everybody on like the religion, like the five percent, which is kind of the you know, I want to. I'm not going to say knockoff. That's not the word, but it's a different type of Islam. Oh, okay. And they have their all own right. like ten, like mathematics. They call it of these ten steps that they all go by, and they call each other God. If you recognize that, they're uh-huh. saying like God in their lyrics and yeah. stuff. It's fascinating. So it's kind of what makes Wu Tang Wu Tang. Yeah. So and then the 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 Jizza thing is he the one they refer to as the genius? That's yeah. the other name, right? Right. So that's kind of where the the G. And then he, he's got his own. The, the logo that's on the album cover is great. We ended up with two albums this week that have really cool, like, animated covers. Yeah. The Body Count album is scary as hell if you haven't seen that cover. Yo. And this one's great. I couldn't stop looking at the cover of Liquid Swords. Go listen to Labels again and see how many rap 
labels he talks about and says in that flow and makes it all rhyme. Because he starts early by saying, Tommy ain't my mother effing boy, which Tommy boy, they're the ones that had oh, soul. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And he starts talking about like all these labels and stuff because hmm. he had bad label experience. He had dropped the album before Liquid Swords. Ah, uh, what's it called? Anyway, he had an album with them and it didn't work out because they wanted to make him like a ladies' man and he wasn't with that. It's Jizza. Like, he ain't no ladies' man. <laughs> like, come on. So he just completely disses multiple labels okay. and makes it flow. Listen to that song. I love that song. Yeah, no, I'll check that out again. It's some, it's some really good, there's great stuff on there. All right, so there you go. The album swap with Liquid Swords and Body Count. So next week, we hit the end of the five-week run. We're going to keep going past this, but we started with the idea of having five albums outside of our comfort zones for each, each of us to listen to. So next week, I'm going to finish off the Wu-Tang Clan run with Ghostface Killer's Iron Man album. Yes? Yes. That's now, the last one? Now, technically, there's a sixth album okay. that's a part of their run, which is a two-disc full Wu-Tang album called Wu-Tang Forever. Uh-huh. We're not going to make you listen not to gonna that. Not going to make me listen that's to like that like 20-something one. songs. Okay. We need to get away from Wu-Tang. We're going to stay away from that yeah, one. Right. We need to get away from Wu-Tang. There's been a lot of Wu-Tang these last few weeks. And then next week, Zay's going to finish out my five albums, uh, the, the five albums for him. I had three choices. My wife and daughter have had their choices. But next week... Zay's going to take a little journey through the second best-selling album of all time. He's going to go from Hell's Bells to Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. He's going to get some Back in Black in the middle. He's going to get You Shook Me All Night Long. He will experience the poetry of Giving a Dog a Bone and maybe Giving the Dog a Bone. Is that the title of that song? He'll, He'll figure it out. Zay's going Back in Black next week with ACDC. All right. That's going to be interesting. That will be interesting. So we'll do that next week, Thursday at 2 o'clock, the album swap discussion. And uh, we do like talking some music around here. Obviously, a lot of sports going on as well. Iowa State takes Baylor out. If you missed that earlier, we got some football notes going on as well. A lot of weird basketball notes today, starting with Mark Adams stepping down at Texas Tech and technically Syracuse telling Jim Beheim, no, seriously man you're gonna retire we'll hit some of that we also have why today matters coming up on this march 9th honestly i looked at the birthday list there's only one name to mention longhorn fans you're not gonna like it i promise this is the horn hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chad and Zay. What's the difference between me and you? Me and you? Me and you? What's the difference between me and you? Me and you? Me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Got the pins and pencils. Got down the All right, rolling through a Thursday show. I don't believe this guy is on the Liquid Swords album. It sounds like Dr. Dre. That's right. There it is. Yeah, that's a great beat. Shock. This just in, Dr. Dre's got a decent beat or two. 
I love this song, this, man. This one's so good. What's it called? What's the difference? What's the difference? Off the yeah. Chronic 2001 album that came out in 1999, but whatever. By the way, there's another album that I know I've heard probably five or six tracks. I've never heard it all the way through. 2001? Yeah, the first. The that's the first Chronic album, right? No. First one's the Chronic '92. Oh, '92 is the first Chronic. Yeah, I've that I've not listened to I've either one, but I have not been all the way through the Chronic album. That might have to be. Yeah, the sixth album we might do. might have to be one there. Yeah, uh, we will continue to uh, get that album discussion going. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're going to do after next week when we get to to that point. My daughter and I were talking about albums that I need to get you to listen to because I went I went like you know we went rock metal and stuff. I'm trying to figure out like trying to soften it up a little bit. Well, you know, I just did variety, just see what if there's something else that I would get you to listen to. Yeah, I'm thinking you might need to listen. Have you ever listened to like a Chris Stapleton record? No, something like that. If you play you Chris Stapleton right now, I probably wouldn't recognize him. I think I might have you listen to a Chris Stapleton album. I think that might be uh, that may be a way to go at some point. All right, uh, the musical discussion started the hour. We got a lot of sports on the board uh, today, and uh, today definitely mattered for Iowa State as they knocked Baylor off. We'll start there and get you a couple other things. Why today matters? Here we go. Why today matters? Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, so uh, Iowa State did knock Baylor out of the Big 12 tournament earlier today. That is done. Uh, 78-72 was the final score if you missed it. Uh, Iowa State gets the win. Kansas and West Virginia have gotten started. They're at the 12-minute timeout. West Virginia up 10-9. to Oh, everybody's going to be rooting uh, against Kansas and Kansas State in that tournament, and I guess for that matter, Texas as well, in that tournament nationwide, um, trying to hope the uh, the upsets start to happen. Remember, Kansas is playing this game without Bill Self. Some kind of medical deal going on with Coach Self. We hope he's okay very soon, but he is not coaching in today's game. Uh, the only birthday I found today was Brian Bosworth, so we'll just move on. The boss. Yeah, but uh, shout out to Boz, actually. I think he used to live in town, might still live in the area. 58 years old today. Of course, that old school is OU, and despite the hatred, despite the rivalry, uh, any Longhorn who saw Brian Bosworth play football will tell you how good he was. He made you notice and that's a that's some of the times the biggest compliment I can give a player, Zay. I remember being a little kid, and Brian Bosworth was just one of those people. If he was on my television, I stopped and I watched. Yeah. He, he was so good. Think about the NIL paper he would have gotten. I mean, he probably got some paper back in Norman in those days mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But the legal NIL paper he would have yeah. received, just being like the sunglasses and the cool do and – the ferocious linebacker, even though Bo Jackson ended his career basically in the National Football League, but still in college, Boz was that dude. He was incredible. Yeah, no, everything, the look, the delivery. He could cut wrestling promos back in the '80s, just about yeah. as good as uh, as the wrestlers could. He was incredible. Great attitude uh, about it. if it, two things. If you could have had nil, and then because I, I think he also had like a. I think there might have been like a pot test on him at one point. Oh, uh, he was that kind of got, that may have gotten in the way a little bit. Mm, so yeah. if you could have had nil plus legalized pot back in the day, if you could have combined those two things with Bosworth, it, it the career oh, he ain't kidding. the career would have been even more monstrous. Um, yeah, so Brian Bosworth, fifty eight years old 
today. Uh, also, if you're a Mavericks fan like me, today matters because the MRI is clean on Luka Doncic. Meaning he's just going to go through some discomfort, but they don't need to do any surgery, nothing serious right now. He'll undergo treatment. But Zay, this is a high-level concern. Everything I thought I was going to see when Kyrie Irving walked in the door is happening. They are scoring like crazy. They are not doing anything on the defensive end. And even though Kyrie's there, we're continuing to watch Luka Doncic get used. He is The usage level on him just continues to go up, and that body is starting to, to fail here and there. Your two best players, if you're trying to win a championship, can't be horrible on defense. That can't happen. I don't right. think that's ever happened in NBA history. No, I can't where the think two of best it. players are the worst two defenders when they're on the court at the same time. I mean, Steph, he's a bad defender, but then you got Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. They're really good. Defenders. Yeah, they're making it up. They're yeah. making it up. Michael and Scotty both were. Yeah, both elite. Both incredible defenders. defenders. Yeah. Giannis a couple of years ago, LeBron and Anthony Davis, like when they're healthy, their defense is top tier. So even though we knew the Mavericks wouldn't be playing for a championship, they're in the playoff hunt, and they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, so you would think we need to get back there again. And right now with this injury with Luka and Kyrie starting to get Kyrie again, you and I both watched oh the video for prep. I'm so shocked this happened, by Yeah, the Kyrie way. out here playing victim. <laughs> just that video's odd. In that video, he's just basically throwing out all the – Things that happen and why people are against them and making those different voices. Oh, Kyrie, you left Cleveland. Why you leave LeBron? And this is Kyrie calling himself third person. Oh, Kyrie, what happened at Boston? Well, you didn't want to play with Kevin and Brooklyn and this and that and stuff. How can y'all judge me just being three hours out there on the court? How can y'all judge me, Chad? Like, Kyrie, we've seen way more than that three hours, bro. Yeah, he's going on that whole three-hour discussion. It's like, wait a minute, all the stuff that you're just talking about, all of that is in the 21 hours. Yeah. That's why they're on you. Like the Twitter stuff. They're on you for the 21 hours. Nobody thought you thought the world was flat in a second quarter. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Nobody thought that you referenced that movie that might have anti-Semitic stuff. None of that happened like mid-third quarter in a media timeout. Yeah. That happened in those other 21 hours that you need to figure out how to account for. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I don't get it. But I knew we knew this was going to happen. I told you. I, when we first started talking about Kyrie and Dallas, I'm like, hey, in theory, I like some of the stuff on offense, but A, they won't stop anyone, and B, when will he get – when will he go Kyrie the first time? Yeah. When's he going to start just starting. rambling? It's starting. It is beginning. Because that right means now. he's fed up with somebody. That means somebody crossed that line yeah. to where he was like, I can't take this anymore. I have to say something. Now, when you I s- have to make like one of these videos with that Snuggie that he had on. It looked like a damn Snuggie, uh, uh, the sweatshirt or jacket or hoodie he had on. He looked very comfortable. He, he looked very expensive. Dude, too. he looked like he was about to star in Muppets on Ice. He looked like he was going to be Rolf the dog on ice. What is he wearing? When you say now somebody upset him, do you think it's team, uh, the team facility, or could it just be someone on Twitter? It could be all those things, all the above. Okay. D, D, all the above. When they ask that question Circle on multiple last. choice, it's D. D. It could be all of those things. You, We don't know. He is so kooky. We don't know. Oh and my he's God. so talented. That's what's so frustrating. He's so talented. 
He's so skilled. We've never seen anybody like him with that ball handling ability. Oh, dude, he had a shot last night. One of those typical Kyrie. He drives the lane, and I swear, 57 guys hit him. And they threw a refrigerator at him, and he still made the basket. He can take so much in just those beautiful finishes. But, yeah. But then the stuff off the court is crazy, and he's never going to cover anybody. No. Anybody. No. He might play hard, but that don't mean nothing. Dude, last night I had to watch Tim Legler on ESPN go breaking down how the Mavericks are bad on defense. And he he only used about a three-minute span of the game. He goes, yeah, these are back-to-back possessions, and this one happened like two (laughs) minutes later. Let me tell you why they suck. Here we go. Boom, boom. And he's breaking it all down. (laughs) It was depressing, man. Yeah, Luca. When his defense looks bad, he looks real doughy. Yeah, real he does. doughy. Yeah, he looks like old man game at the Y. Yeah. He looks like that. It's like, bro, on offense, you the man. You that dude. You future Hall of Famer. On defense, you look like you play for Jim Beheim. Does uh, Oh, that's a good call. That's well done. You know what I'm saying? You're bringing it all full circle. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay, so does he look worse on defense to you than Dirk did? No. Okay. Because Dirk, Dirk was at least big. Dirk never was highly interested in playing defense. Yeah, but at least he was seven foot and contested stuff down low. So Dirk's a better defender to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. And Dirk's not elite by any level. No. But at least, yeah, there was at least he was long and he was long and lean. Like you said, he would contest some stuff and, and Luca doesn't want to stop anything. Yeah, yeah, during that big time power forward era and center era, you there were times you couldn't hide Dirk. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, so that's going on in Dallas. And then if you're following the Kevin Durant thing, the good news, as Zay pointed out, and I, I when I first read it, I thought, oh, please don't let it be the whole run. But they think maybe Kevin Durant can come back for the playoffs. But now he's probably out the rest of the regular season with this ankle injury from last night. Just a crazy, just awful. No contact in practice. Not practice. They're warming up. Just warm up, a little layup line, end of the layup line kind of time. Looks like he's about to head into the locker room or get ready for the game, and he rolls that left ankle. So Kevin Durant, they did the MRI today. They think he'll miss the rest of the regular season. That one sucks. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. We'll run over all those basketball stories of the day, update you on Kansas and West Virginia, and, of course, the Longhorns in Oklahoma State are coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, the scheduled tip time, and, of course, it's right here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Monte Carlos and El Dorado. <laughs> All right, we are rolling through a Thursday, just about done. I do recognize that song. I may get this one wrong. But oh, why come did, on, no, you no, bet not. The first thing I thought of was was Andre, was, oh, okay. was Outkast, right? That's yeah. what it is? There okay. it is. There yeah, it is. yeah. Okay. That was the first. Is this off? Hey, of, that was Big Boy, but still. Yeah. You that, got it right. That's right, right. That, but the first voice there is Andre, right? That first. Right here? That or little, just like the talking? Uh, uh, no, right this is Sleepy Brown. Oh, that's not him. Okay, I mean, right. it might be Andre and Sleepy Brown, but gotcha. Now, is this off of the Southern Playalistic? 
no. album because that's the album I know I've heard all the way through. Yeah, that's the classic first album. This is off of. Ugh. I don't know which one this is off of. One of the early 2000 ones, though. Yeah, I need to go through every. So far, every. Now, to be fair, a lot of the big time stuff I've heard from Houston, I really enjoy all of it. But the things I hear from Atlanta, I enjoy. And I, you know, I feel like I. I end up like because Outcast is Atlanta. Yes. Right. Ti is Atlanta. Correct. I like some T, the, a lot of the Ti I've heard. I haven't heard a Ludacris album, but I like some Ludacris that I've heard. And there's somebody else from Atlanta. Who else is another big timer from Atlanta? Uh, Young Jeezy, Gucci Mane, Migos are from Atlanta. Okay. I know I'll miss another guy. Maybe Jermaine Dupree's from Atlanta. Maybe it's Young Jeezy I'm thinking about that I've heard some stuff that I like. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is good. Yeah, Outcast got a great groove to him. Great groove. Uh, I have not heard anything from uh, anything from those two that I don't like. All right. Uh, so far, if you uh, if you like Kansas, I'm going to give you something you don't like right now. They're up 25-14. West Virginia had an early lead, but it wasn't much. Five minutes to go, first half. Kansas without Bill Self on the sideline. They have now stepped it up. 25 to 14 is the score, and they are five minutes to go. First half. Texas will be up next. Texas and Oklahoma State. A six o'clock start. 5.30, your scheduled pregame time, and of course it will be right here. And if you don't know, if Texas wins, they would play in the 8.30, the late semifinal tomorrow night, just in case you have not gotten your schedule together. It would be 8.30 if they do win the game. All right, so Chad and Zay with you on this Thursday. we got Texas basketball coming up tonight in the quarterfinals uh, of the Big 12 tournament earlier, it was Iowa State over Baylor, 78-72. Baylor, the first team knocked out of the Big 12 tournament. All right, let's get you stems and seeds. There's a lot of other basketball stories out there. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Again, the MRI results in the NBA. Kevin Durant looks like maybe the rest of the regular season with that ankle, but maybe he can play, go for the playoffs. And for the Mavericks fans out there, Luka Doncic, good news on that thigh. It's just hurt. It's nothing too serious. If he can deal with it, he can deal with it. If he can play, he can play. But they're going to need to watch that because Luka came back up the floor last night, immediately knew he needed to go out. So now we'll see what they do, Zay, to try to get Luka. Because Luka and load management have not really gone together so far. No, he's played a lot of minutes in his early NBA career. Right now they're sitting at the eighth spot, Chad. The Lakers are at ninth. Lakers look good right now, winning seven of the last three, while the Mavs have lost three of the last – or yeah. Mavs have lost seven of the last three, and the Lakers have won seven of the last ten. Seven and ten. Seven, seven and ten. three in seven the last three, yeah. Yeah, Mavs are three and six when Luka and Kyrie both play. Mm. Three and six mm. so far. Not good. Uh, we talked about earlier, Mark Adams steps down at Texas Tech. Zay, one of our listeners, had an idea. They said, well, I guess Mark Adams will end up in Oxford with Chris Beard if that's where he goes. You th- <laughs> oh, my god! Do you think those two could actually get along now after what happened? I mean, one thing I do know, those racist remarks might not get you in as much trouble in Oxford oh. than it does in Lubbock. <laughs> oh. that. Come on now. Come on. Are you saying people in Oxford might be okay with biblical references like he was making? I mean, history shows. Oh, man. Uh, Mark Adams stepping down there. Jim Beheim, you can call it whatever you want. Stepped down, retired, got kicked out. 
Jim Beheim till the end, belligerent, smug. I just, I just love. I'm gonna miss him. I will. I don't never thought I would say it, but I'm gonna kind of miss Beheim's smugness right till the end. He's done after 47 years at Syracuse. That's crazy. 47 yeah. years. It's a long time. The man damn near coached basketball for 50 years at one place. That is just crazy. All right, does Texas get it done tonight, Zay? Yes, sir. Okay. You like that advancement? I do. And you think they'll play K-State? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Could be Texas and K-State for the third time coming up. We will see. We'll be back tomorrow for a Friday show. Be sure you're around at 105 Music Fans. We'll talk to our man Eric Rains from Coke FM. They've got a big deal coming up next week. That rooftop showcase. We'll tell you about the event tomorrow at 105. Plus, he's a Longhorn fan, so we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Ball don't lie coming up. Don't move. See ya!